Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. <laughs> Welcome to Haley and Co., your new favorite college football podcast hosted live here on Twitch. I'm your host, Tyler Co., and of course, my equal host, Miss Haley Graves, joining us. How are we doing, Miss Haley? Oh, you know, we're out here. It's kind of, you know, as we said at the top of the show, it's a little slow Tuesday. It's raining here in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, we're getting, I guess, the leftovers of Ida. So, you know, and, and our thoughts definitely go out to everyone down in Louisiana. I can't believe that I'm saying that with the LSU Tigers, but <laughs> thoughts and prayers to everyone in the way. It's, it's been a tough week, obviously, for everybody in the South. We have a lot of displaced uh, people, but in the context of college football, we definitely have some folks that are having to move practices, move their games to different locations and states, which we're going to get into later on in the show. Reminder that we are a part of the Believe Podcast Network. That is B-L-E-A-V, and you can find our show there as well as on pretty much every single audio platform. Uh, and you can always watch the recorded version of this show on YouTube at the Haley & Co. Show. Yes, you can. And also be sure to follow us here on Twitch and on Instagram at Haley and Co. You cannot miss it. That's something new that we have added currently. No, you're not crazy if you find it. We don't have anything posted yet, but we do have content on the way. And in the chat right now, if there's anything you want to see from us, just daily, weekly, however, we'd be happy to know what kind of content you want to see with us. But this show is also brought to you by BetOnline.ag and Play Action Pools, which we will tell you about much later on in the show. Uh, it's a busy one today, as they always say on every sports show at the top, but it is very, very true. We've got a lot to cover headed into week one. Yes, we do, because uh, we are recording this show on the last day of August, so we are into that sweet, sweet September, Haley, which means real college football begins last weekend, I guess, if you will. We had week zero. We are now officially to week one. So on today's show, we're going to be breaking down uh, all the big matchups coming up this weekend. A lot of top 25 matchups. We have a top five matchup coming this weekend. We have another edition of Who is Feeling Hot this week. And we're going to wrap up the show with fan questions from you guys in the chat. Um, you can ask us anything except is Texas back. We all know the answer. Okay. The answer is always going to be no. You can bet that the answer is always going to be no. Or maybe there's some crazy person out there that's like, yeah, maybe they are back. And I want to bet on that. But no, how matter you want to bet. You need to be doing your betting on betonline.ag, which is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including BetOnline's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest, which is the world's largest 200,000 NFL Survivor Contest open now. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet. On oh my gosh, this promo. <laughs> Make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using the promo code NFL100. That promo code again is NFL100. Easy to remember. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports betonline.ag your online sports book expert and uh we are wow, your college that was, that was impressive tyler you just rolled right through that one i'm an expert at reading ad reads i mean it's been a minute it's been about a year but uh, uh that's something i always enjoyed and we are the experts kind of in college football not so much about the x's and o's but more about the jimmies and joes uh hey we are here for all the jimmies and joes that is right that's what we love to represent on this show um, but before we get to all the good football stuff and we're breaking down everything for this very exciting college football, you know, full throttled college football season, everybody back. 
Uh, there was some wackiness this week. There was even some wackiness that happened about an hour ago that you just told me about. So before we hop into the soap opera that is college football, we need to tell people, Haley, about Bishop Sycamore. Now, I'm not sure if people are familiar with this, so I'll give you guys a little bit of context, and then I'm going to hand it over to you, Haley. Yep. Uh, Bishop Sycamore, which is a high school powerhouse, took on the legendary IMG Academy. IMG Academy, folks, is a uh, high school that just pumps out. Five-star blue-chip recruits right. has been doing it forever. Uh, they played a televised uh, football match, high school football match, on ESPN this past Sunday. And Bishop Sycamore got smoked. They lost 58-0, to which caused some heads to turn during the broadcast. Uh, that wasn't the problem. The problem, Haley, is that Bishop Sycamore is not a real high school. And their players are definitely not in high school. And if anybody's ever seen the movie Accepted, which is about a fake college, this is pretty much the same Great plot movie. of that movie, but with high school. Well, it's there's just so many questions that arise. You know, the biggest one that everyone's been saying is, how did ESPN get so scammed? And not just ESPN, but also IMG Academy. I mean, I get, you know, just agreeing to play whomever, but this just seems like a severe oversight on so many different parties, even to the point that the announcers on call, at one point they realized on broadcast that this was a gigantic scam and they were actually worried about the safety of the Bishop Sycamore players. But I will tell you, Tyler, no, are they a legitimate high school, but yes, are they a legitimate school? So it's actually been found out that they are a homeschooling uh, situation where you can take online classes, online courses, um, but do they have a physical building? No. Should they have a football team? No. But do they create opportunities for people? Clearly, yes. Listen, it's tough to make it in the U.S. of A. I get it. We got to do what we, we got to do. Uh, even more on that, Haley, I, I didn't even know where to begin with all this. I didn't know that part that it, it was a homeschooling thing. But there was a Twitter mm -hmm. user that goes by the name uh, Sloshler, which is a.k.a. the urinating tree. Don't get me started on that. I but. mean, you could have easily just gone to complex sports. Come on yeah. now, Tyler. You no, just wanted to say his handle. I didn't because he broke it down in the way that I like it, which is short and sweet. But it basically goes All like right. this. Uh, ESPN and their agencies did no research on Bishop Sycamore whatsoever. The school went 0-6 last year. They scored 42 yes. points. They gave up 227. Um, they played a game two days earlier. Nobody knew that. Most of their players are JUCO dropouts. At least one player used a fake name and lied about his recruiting. Uh, the head coach has an active uh, uh, warrant for his arrest. That was the most startling which part is, of which, this story. Which, by the way, today, Haley, he just got fired because of that. So I who mean, knows what he's doing. That was coming. Um, Bishop Sycamore High School does not exist on uh, in the state of Ohio, or there's no record of it existing. They're supposed to be a school based out of a Texas league, and they're still scheduled to play Duncanville on September 10th. Well, I mean, given how Duncanville looked against uh, Modern Day out of California, you know, maybe Duncanville just needs that rebound. If anybody hasn't seen like the highlights, Haley, I didn't, I had no clue. So I went to go watch. It's, it's insanity. Like it's clearly these kids don't know how to play football. And they're like, they're, they're the size of me, like defensive ends, like five, seven that can't, it was, it's nuts. I don't know how that happened. I... And, and, you know, just for the fact that it's like, I mean, ESPN clearly just pointed the finger and was like, yeah, so we hire this agency that typically does all of our high school scheduling. And 
by doing that, they just had this oversight. And it's like, no, 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 no. You know, just another scandal on your block, ESPN. But nobody's overlooking this one. I mean, if you want some Twitter entertainment, just go and look up this like, just go look up their name because, I mean, people were tossing out the Cam Newton jokes today saying that Bishop Sycamore was going to hit him up to, like, you have old XFL content. Like, it's it's pretty humorous. Um, I This is, like, the world that I miss living in, honestly, because I feel like we've been living in such a, like, sad and just different society, tense society lately, that this is actually kind of something great that everyone can rally behind. Yeah, I'm not mad about this at all. I don't know if anybody should be mad about this, right? It's it's hilarious, like ESPN. you said. Like, unless you're ESPN, but like, ESPN, like you said, we know, we know all the famous high schools around the country, and nobody thought like, well, I've never heard of Bishop Academy, the supposed powerhouse, and we would all know who it is. Um, yeah, it's actually astonishing. So I, I agree with you. I'm so happy that bullshit like that is back. That is what we need. We need this mindless thing. That is that's on par, Haley. I don't. I still don't think it's the best because I still. And maybe it's just personal preference. The shoe throw last year for Florida was hands down my top moment in sports history. It's top five wait, at least. Wait, but okay. So you compared this to the movie Accepted, but I think a more real life situation was Monte Teo's girlfriend not girlfriend fake girlfriend so like which which fakeness is worse the monte teo story or Kakua? oh my okay living, <laughs> living through that though was surreal that was next level bonkers that's a really good question <laughs> i think we got to leave that up for our viewers in our, in our chat which one of those was better Monte teo's fake girlfriend and her death and her demise and if you don't know about monte if you don't know about his fake girlfriend um, just go look at, just go do a quick Google search of that. I mean, you're not going to find her. She, I mean, she's not, she never existed. I can't even remember who. No, I, but I mean, the story does. Yeah. Also, sorry, everyone. I'm pretty sure I'm still glitching. If you know, clearly I know so many of you want to be like, can somebody get pay for Haley to have some good Wi-Fi? Um, sorry about it. If you're just listening, it's not a problem. But if you're watching us on Twitch, I apologize. We're going to get this fixed for the next show. We thought it was my location, but maybe it's just me. It, it could be you or it could be uh, we had some internet issues with uh, my show last night, How Are We Today, uh, and got some people out here to take a look at it. And I can uh, uh, guarantee you that the show is not brought to you by Suddenlink Communications, <laughs> which can go fuck itself into oblivion. Thankfully, we had a good tech come out to try and fix it tonight. So hopefully nothing goes wrong but uh as we move on with some more wacky stuff speaking of like powerhouse schools uh you know one of the things you and i talked about a lot last year was hoping that the nil uh name image and likeness uh laws in this country were going to change and that has been the case with players being able to make money off of it and we thought bryce yes, young has. was a big deal making eight hundred thousand dollars well quinn ewers out of south lake carroll which is an actual real high school powerhouse in texas um, yes, it is. It came out today. They and, all bleach their hair blonde. It's oh, very strange. They're crazy. Very cult-like. Um, also, sidebar, if anybody wants to go see a YouTube video, that's pretty cool. Uh, South Lake Carolina State Championship, Riley Dodge is their quarterback, throws up before dropping like a 60-yard bomb. It's awesome. It's, if anybody wants to check that out, it's cool. You just hacks. This is why you come listen to this show, let's be honest, people. But, you know, getting back, yes – uh, as Tyler mentioned, this quarterback that is committed to Ohio State. Key words here, y'all. Quarterback committed. He is not even on campus, and he is signing NIL deals 
up to 1.4 million just strictly for autographs, people. Autographs. It's like that is crazy. Um, it kind of makes me a little worried because maybe it's time we start trying to put a lid on this thing because I do have a couple red flags waving the fact that this kid is not even on a college campus yet and he's about to make millions off of this deal for three years so you know I mean we'll see where it goes but this just kind of seems like a can of worms that might end up being a little hard to contain it is and I think we this is the fun times right now is because this is the wild west like this is gonna get regulated so if you're a player right now and you're hitting this at the sweet spot go ham Get as much as you can because this is it's going to be kind of like with the rookie deals in the NFL, like that Matt Stafford deal that we'll, we'll, we've never seen again, right? Like, I think that right. that happens with this, right? Um, but it is it's it is interesting that it's autographs and it's for three years. And like you said, he hasn't even played it down. And the other thing, too, Haley, he is very much committed to Ohio State. But that doesn't mean he's going there. With the, with the way that players yeah. flip-flop, there are so many different things that can happen. Uh, Is this the same kid that a couple, like last week or maybe the week before a story came out that he was actually going to forego his senior season, um, graduate early, and then get to Ohio State as soon as possible, which even that is crazy. Like now we have high school kids, like I, I hated high school, but senior year was a good time. And so it's like we have kids, you know, trying to just be so eager to get to that next level. And it's just kind of like, man, just... Live your life a little. Slow down. Slow down. I, I would agree. I mean, we're seeing more and more of that where it is becoming such a big product and so much money um, and that just needing to get there right away for the to fulfill that dream of the NFL. But I agree with you. I wish people – stay to your senior year. Don't forego it. Yeah, your senior year, if any year in high school, is the best. But, um, hey, right. you and I ain't making 1.4 mil to go sign autographs. Maybe. So, you know what, Quinn? Go do whatever you're going to do. I hope you decommit and come back to Texas. We'll see how Sark <laughs> does this year. That's not going to happen. Um, the, uh, the last bit of uh, tidbits and, and uh, not necessarily wackiness, but like you said at the top, Hurricane Ida just decimating the Gulf right now. Yeah. Louisiana without power possibly for three to six weeks, which – I can't, I, I can't even imagine. I hope that right. we're not getting into Katrina levels, uh, the same as you, Haley, that we can have a little bit better response this time. But from a football standpoint, it's done quite a bit. So LSU that uh, is scheduled to play UCLA in uh, uh, Pasadena, which wasn't going to be a problem. They've actually moved their practices to Houston. Uh, Oklahoma, which was going to play at Tulane, which I didn't even know that was a thing, which is crazy. They're going to be playing in Oklahoma now. Obviously, Tulane not able to play. Yeah, Tulane, Tulane actually went up to Birmingham, Alabama uh, earlier this week. That's where they've been practicing. And, okay. you know, I got to give a shout out to the University of Oklahoma on this front. Not only like, you know, switching the game, that kind of seems like the obvious move, but they're actually donating all the proceeds um, from the game. So all the seats sold, tickets sold will still actually go to Tulane. Um, because they're the home team. And so Oklahoma is, you know, allowing them that benefit to still receive the revenue from this one. That's a, that is a good move on the Sooners. I think that should be the case. You all, you know, everybody needs to rally around, obviously, and help out other schools, whether it's travel, food. Hey, do you need a place to stay? You know, what, what not? So good on the Sooners for doing that. Something I rarely say, but boomer. I know that is something you rarely say. (laughs) Boomer Sooner. You got to make room for them on your shirt right there. Um, the other thing that you alluded uh, to me today is that this this Mac Jones thing going down. I think all of us were kind of shocked on a pro football level that Cam Newton was cut by the Patriots. Yes. Um, That's like that was like the you know shock heard around the world today because yeah. 
I mean, there was a lot of rumblings of how well Mac Jones has done in the preseason, how the two were clearly battling, but I don't think there's so far and few between people that thought that Cam would just be released. Um, but my bigger takeaway was not just that, but okay, for one, like the entire AFC East now, the, from a quarterback perspective, they're all 24 and younger. Bonkers. Like the talent and and the amount of entertainment that we're going to get coming out of that division in the years to come just makes me excited as a football fan. But not even just that. I The reason I brought it to your attention was because we need to give some kudos to this 2018 Alabama roster. Okay, not just from the perspective at the quarterback position where you have, you know, Tua, you have Jalen Hurts, and now you have Mac Jones, all QB1s in at their respected position. Yep. Yep. In their rookie years, yep. well, I guess not Jalen, but, you know, he got there. He, he and did then, get there. I, we, we should give him that W for sure. Right. Yeah. And then not only that, you have two first-round running backs were on this 2018 Alabama roster and Josh Jacobs and Najee Harris. Then you had four wide receivers. So it keeps getting crazier. Four wide receivers, Jerry, Judy, Ruggs, Waddle, and Devonta Smith, as we all know. And then you still had four other players in Jedrick Wills, who was offensive lineman. We had Leatherwood, an offensive tackle, Patrick yep. Sertain, yep. corner, and then Quinn Williams, D-tackle. So it is just crazy, the talent that was on that Alabama roster. I know people like to you know, circulate the photo of Mac Jones, Jalen Hurts, and Tua, but we also have to look at, just from a broad perspective, the talent on that roster. And that's just straight-up first-rounders. So that doesn't even include the guys that went in the early second, even third round, like that just blows my mind and just is such a testament to what Nick Saban does at Alabama. Absolutely. And I think that's one of the exciting things because that got me thinking about, again, kind of going back to our first episode and us looking at the top 25 of how many young kids are quarterbacks for powerhouses this year. And right. I'm trying to remember a time when I've seen that before, but, um, everybody's ready right we all got our starters we're ready to go football's here we are into week one so we're gonna break that yep. down uh but first Haley I, I think even after week zero which definitely had a big interesting point which I think everybody kind of knows where we're gonna go here in a second if you watch episode one but let's go ahead and jump into another segment of who is feeling hot and who is not feeling hot and yeah. I wanted to start off with you with who do you think is uh, feeling hot going into this week one official week one of college football yeah so I'm just gonna stick it you know as I've been saying with this Alabama trend like Bryce Young has to be feeling great going into week one not only is he dropping and releasing an NFT this week which what is going to be the first done by a college football player not only is he racking in the money from the NIL benefits but also I mean I just said it to a Jalen and Mac Jones all first round guys all now starters for NFL teams like that's just the trajectory you want to go on if there's not better proof as to why you should be a quarterback at the University of Alabama I don't know what to tell you so Bryce Young even just for his future uh he should be feeling pretty hot right now and then I also have to stick with the quarterback position and give just a shout out to Nick Starkle you know bring in some week zero action uh you know San Jose State got the dub Nick Starkle's in his seventh season of college football uh he had 394 yards and four touchdowns in a 45 to 10 victory uh they got a big test coming up this week in usc so you know be on the lookout for that one if there's any other reason why you should watch that game it's you know just because i 
Strong points to seventh year Nick Starkle. Congratulations. I like him a lot. I think that's awesome. Good yeah. for him. Absolutely. Uh, and I'll, I'll kind of stick right there with the with the quarterback position, uh, kind of going back to the top. These young guns where yeah. we have Bryce Young at Alabama, Spencer Rattler in year two at Oklahoma, DJ U at Clemson. We got CJ Stroud at Ohio State, Haynes King winning the job at Texas AM, Hudson Card at Texas. And there's a few other freshmen in mind going down the list that are going to be waiting. Wait, are you not going to talk about South Carolina's starting quarterback? I will in a moment, but I, I got to give props to Ty Thompson at Oregon, who didn't get the starting job. But I, I look at him. I look at J.J. McCarthy at Michigan, former five-star recruit. There are some young kids waiting in the wings, too, with some power programs that I think we see take the stage this year. I think from top to bottom, top 25, a majority of it are going to be freshmen and sophomores, which is insanity. It's crazy. When you look at the upperclassmen of quarterbacks so far in the top 10, we have Brock Purdy and we have uh, uh, Sam Howell, respectively yep. both great, but these young kids. Desmond I'm, Ritter. Desmond Ritter, excuse me, and Desmond Ritter. Most of them, though, it's uh, these, these younger kids, and I'm really excited yeah. to see what happens with them. So that's, that's my first hot. And then um, – of course, yes. Please, please inform us of who's really feeling the hottest right now in South Carolina. Uh, so, in case you didn't see the news broke here recently on a Tuesday night, Zeb Nolan got the nod for the University of South Carolina Gamecocks. Um, he will be the quarterback week one because their projected starter injured his hand. And because of that, they had to turn to their graduate assistant. He was last year's backup quarterback for Trey Lance at South Dakota State, and he had one year of eligibility left. He joined the Gamecock staff in the offseason with Coach Beamer. He's been their grad assistant. They've joked about it at practice, but now the time has come. He fought for the job over the past week or two in practice. I don't know what that says about the actual you know, eventual backup quarterback. But, uh, yes, Zeb Nolan, QB1 for the South Carolina Gamecocks. He's feeling hot right now. I know you and I were both a little iffy on the Shane Beamer hire for that one. But, hey, you know what? Here we go. It doesn't matter. Yep. SEC, it, it just means more. Uh, but speaking of coaches and first-year head coaches, uh, this is my uh, other hot here, Haley, is assistants and coaches who are hot outside of the Power Five looking to get a better job. Because okay. what, what happens when you have powerhouses like Nebraska, which will clearly be open for business wait, later this wait, year. Did you just use the term powerhouse in Nebraska in the same sentence? I did, because here's the thing. On paper, they are. So for all of these coaches, it's like Christmas because for the Billy Napers of the world, the Matt Campbells of the world, the Mike uh, Elkos of the world, Alex Grinch, yep. Phil Longo, all hey, these no, guys. Hey, no, Mike Elko has continuously said he ain't leaving. He ain't leaving. <laughs> right, until they uh, back the Mack truck up with a, uh, with millions of dollars. Uh, <laughs> so that they, get out of here. He's that's, not leaving. That's our thing. You don't get to do that. That's McConaughey. He's going to be governor of Texas one day. But the thing is, Haley, is that, one, you either take that job That was not McConaughey. This? Are you kidding me? The mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's Wall Wolf of Wall Street. That's McConaughey. You get out of here with that. It was McConaughey. Yes, it's McConaughey. Why am I thinking that it was some? Anyways, I don't know why she's this. thinking it's anybody else, folks. We apologize. Yeah, for me neither. Mm-hmm. Listen, I just kind of all things associated <laughs> with that other team. Just well, somebody's getting a paycheck, right? When you have a school like that open up, you can say, yep. "Look, Nebraska's coming, calling. You might need to throw some cash to to have me stick here, or you take that job." So I think there's going to be more jobs. We could look at Michigan this year possibly opening up. 
Um, there's some coaches that are that have come into the season really hot that are going to be going to big-time gigs. Either way, they're getting paid. So congratulations. Yeah. Haley, who do you have? Um, well, actually, I can go into it if you want me to. I have some knots that are not Give us hot. your knot. Well, Give us your knot. I, I think we might actually have this one as the exact same. So Should, should we do wait, our ready? same knot? Yeah. Uh, uh, say wait, the school. should we do this on three? Say yeah, the school. Say Just the school. Just the line of the school on three. Ready? Okay. One, one two, two, three. three. Nebraska. Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't plan that, people. I promise. We did not plan that. You, you, you ladies first, please. Uh, why is Nebraska not feeling hot, Haley? I mean, the first, you know two minutes of the game told you everything you needed to know. Like college football was a laughing stock of the internet for about five minutes on Friday because, or Saturday because of this game. I mean, Nebraska, come on. I don't even have words. I know that you have something prepared, I'm sure, Tyler, but I just did not even have words to describe what I was witnessing and the things that were going wrong. Like, it was actually absurd, but, you know, they have Fordham this week, so maybe they can try to bounce back. We'll see. I mean, you know, Haley, we did a live stream on our channel that day where I was just kind of hanging out watching the game and breaking it down. Oh, yeah, I heard you were talking some massive itch about Texas A&M. No, I wasn't. No, what we did know. is, and what we're going to continue to do someone on this the, channel. Someone in the mentions, let me know no. that you were talking smack. You know what that is? They're just trying to poke the bear. They just want us mm -hmm. to go at each other's You're throats. You're so I'm obsessed not, with us. I'm it's not, I'm not going to allow that. No, watching the game, talking about Adrian Martinez being that, that fourth-year starter and just looking like a freshman, the play calling was absolutely atrocious. The penalties, the special teams. So, like, it was actually the the entire performance was just it was terrible. Uncalled for. And, and the end of the game, Haley, with the clock management, I I, I was screaming on our channel. I, I along you with watched the chat, this one to the end. Wow, could not imagine what was going on. They got the ball back with six minutes. It took them almost five to go down and score, and then mismanagement with the timeouts. It it, it looked like Scott Frost was coaching his first game. It looks like their quarterback was playing their first game. The writing is on right. the wall, folks. Like this is not happening. This is not right. going to be a dynasty with Scott Frost. You and I joked at the beginning of like, uh, is this going to be a midseason fire? Are we waiting till the end of the year? And I'm thinking after game one, Haley gets no offense to Brett Bielema, which, by the way, congratulations on a W in game number one. Illinois right. is a bottom feeder. Bottom feeder. Yes. Yes. Like, especially like this being, you know, Brett's first game. Like, you would expected it to have been the opposite results. Like, there's no excuses for no. Nebraska in the state of that program right now. No, and by the way, for Brett having to be, you know, thrown into the fire right away, which he's a he's a very good coach, was very successful yeah. at Wisconsin and eh, at Arkansas, but he had to get that victory with his backup quarterback. So I don't want to hear any excuses from Nebraska right. and Scott Frost. You are the more experienced team. You are into your, your tenure. How are you losing to a backup quarterback with a coach who's coaching his first game in Champaign? It's just yeah. – it's done. I feel bad for Nebraska fans. I feel even bad for a little bit for Scott Frost, but like that job will be open. Period. So that they are right. Definitely like not Nebraska fans, like at this point, like you just have to demand more. Yeah. Get, this is this was a failed experiment. Yes. It was an experiment gone wrong, and you just have to kind of sometimes swallow those pills and just know what's best and move on. Yeah. Scott Frost will always be the guy that got you a national championship. That'll never go away. But he was also the coach that is one of the worst winning percentages in Nebraska history. Right. So. Anyways, that was one of my knots. What about you, Haley? 
Honestly, that was my biggest knot. <laughs> Honestly, me too. That's all I, I have. I couldn't even, yeah, I couldn't even like give like a knock at anyone else because this was just such a like knot. Like heading, heading into week one, like everyone should be feeling good. You know, it's kind of hard mm-hmm. to like knock on some teams. Last week when we did the segment, it was just kind of overarching, you know, looking at the season as a whole. So that was like, you know, a little fair, but this week, like specifically looking at week one, like no one should be down on themselves this week, except Nebraska. Except Nebraska. And like, we don't, we don't want to beat that dead horse. And we've always been harsh on Nebraska, but my God, <laughs> You've it, it's been kind of, harsh on Nebraska. <laughs> it's like, we're the only one playing clue and we know who the murderer is the first turn. And we're screaming at everybody else that we know who it is. Right. And it's just like, nah, it'll work. It's Nebraska. What are we doing? It's a uh, yeah. sad state of affairs for that powerhouse. Um, by the way, Haley, before we get into our breakdown for the top 25, which we have amazing action, folks, we have games starting tomorrow all the way till Monday. Yeah. It is called Football Buffet. This show is brought to you, by the way, because we're partnering with PlayActionPools.com this season yep. to bring you some interactive fun. So you're going to be able to get in on the action with our PlayActionPools.com football pick'em challenge, which is open to everybody. So here's how it works, guys. You sign up. Uh, for our contest, Believe Football Pick'em. That is B-L-E-A-V, Football Pick'em at PlayActionPools.com. And then you get your picks each week. So we're going to be selecting 10 high-profile games at the beginning of the week for NFL and college football. Whoever gets the most picks correct each week wins a pair of electric sunglasses, which I don't know what that means, <laughs> and, a, and, a pair, and a pair of D.C. shoes. Again, you need to go to PlayActionPools.com and sign up for the contest, Believe, B-L-E-A-V, football pick them and if you plan on hosting your own football contest go to playactionpools.com uh, today they've got survivor pick them as well and a cool sportsbook style concept called build your bankroll go to playactionpools.com and now we're into week one breakdown i've been dreaming about this forever this has felt like an absurdly long it's been so freaking long it really has and now we're actually here so context and we can jump right in Haley. i have some vegas lines for us and i thought we could just start on thursday which is the real action and yeah, just kind of yeah. go back and forth, set it up for you, and, and we can see if we uh, get some good content with this and give you guys some good picks and thoughts on the week. Right. So, um, obviously, we're going to end with the big one coming up, which is number three, Clemson, number five, Georgia. Massive mm-hmm. game, massive playoff implications. But we're starting on Thursday, number four, Ohio State versus Minnesota. Again, Big Ten starting right off of that conference play. Uh, Minnesota was a team last year, Haley, that we thought was going to have a better year considering what they had done the year before with Mr. Rowe, the boat. Ohio State is a 14-point favorite, which I actually think is kind of low because C.J. Stroud, who won that starting job, is getting to throw the ball to two guys, Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. Folks, those are the two best wide receivers in college football as a duo. Haley, do you think that's too low, 14 points? I do think that's a little low. Um, I wanted to try and give Nebraska some benefit of the doubt because, you know, going 11-2 and just two seasons ago, um, you want to try and be like, hey, maybe they'll do something. But in this one, like, I I just don't see it. Um, I think Ohio State will be tested this season, but I don't think it's going to be this one. I don't think it's going to be Minnesota either. I think Buckeyes roll. I'm I'm actually kind of surprised about 14. Maybe they just – are a little dead on C.J. Stroud, but, like, again, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, do we really need us? That's 14 points right there. Right, the best <laughs> the best wide receiver duo in the country as of 
proven right now. As of right now, right? Uh, then we also have uh, just a few other top 25 matchups. I think we can imagine who's going to be the victors in these. But number two, uh, or number 22, Coastal Carolina versus the Citadel. And then number 25, Arizona State versus Southern Utah. Do you see anything there to write home about? I mean, I'm actually a little intrigued by this Arizona State team. Uh, mm -hmm. We didn't really get to them last week. But if there was a team that should be feeling hot going into this season, it is Arizona State. Um, we didn't get to see a ton from the Pac-12, as we know, last week. They, or last year, they played in a mighty four games. Um, but Jaden Daniels could be a dark horse Heisman contender. I like, um, that. He, I like that. He really showed flashes last season. The downside is he does not have a very strong wide receiver unit. Um, so we're going to need to see some guys coming strong for him to actually see the production that would get him into Heisman conversations. But they also didn't know if you knew this one about the, the human first down. You know who that is? It's their running back, Rashad White. He played in four games last season. And obviously the reason he is called that was because he averaged 11.4 yards per carry, hence literally the human first down because every time he touched the ball he got a first down i think that's good right that's good 11 point did he yeah. break it is the machine broken guys did he yeah that's amazing i think that's yes. something every time on. every time he touched the ball and you know on top of that like they had a very 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 close loss to usc when they opened last season another close one to ucla and then they turned around and demolished arizona 70 to 7. yeah that which sent, that then, sent summy home Right, and then they handedly beat Oregon State. So they finished the season really strong, should have a lot of momentum coming into this one, have some really special pieces on that team. So they might be the dark horse in the Pac-12. However, I will say this, it doesn't entirely have to do with their game against Southern Utah, but they arguably have the toughest schedule in the Pac-12 South. So you handle business, that benefits you. You don't, well, and it doesn't really matter. I also want to say that their all-black unis are absolutely sick. I love them. They're so All-black unis, yeah. They're awesome. They're so cool. Herm's got it going on right there, except for the Hey, maybe we can do that on our Instagram. We can rate hot or not uh, football uniforms. Oh, we absolutely should. I like that a lot. Ooh, fun. I love talking about uniforms. That's like my favorite thing, Haley. Look which, at that. Which, by the way, Nebraska is going to be doing their, their – uh, what do you call them? Suspenders uniforms next week. Wait, what? who was it that had um, in the offseason? They did the bandana look. The bandana look. It was look. a red team. Yeah. I yeah, do some not know. Team. I know Kansas if has some know, like light blue unis that they're going to No, if you know in the chat, there's some team because I was like, this is so strange. I, maybe it's Rutgers. I could see that. Rutgers, which, by the way, is going to come back and win a national championship with Greg Schiano back in the mix, um, as we all know. Austin College. Boston College. Yes, has okay. red bandana uniforms. That's a good team, too. I, you know, I think that's the thing you really touched on right there, the Pac-12, that I think we're going to see uh, uh, around the country, is now that everybody is on pretty much the same playing field and had right. the same time and the same players, we like we talked about last week, we could see some surprise teams jump out and be like, I can't believe that, and be like, well, they just didn't get to get going last year. And yeah. I like that you picked yeah. Arizona State for that, which, by the way, they should have won that USC game. USC got yes. lucky. Um, anyways, moving on. This is the big one right here where I have on my board right here, upset alert, and I have not written anything yet, oh, Haley, but okay. I'm, I'm about to right now. You'll notice this is blue and white. 
I don't know if anybody can see that. That's, that, so that's kind of a little bit. So you're putting them as your upset alert instead of a game that's going to be at 2.30 on Saturday. Hold on. I'm not. There's going to be multiple upset alerts on this board. Oh, okay. I'm okay. just starting with this one right here. Fri <laughs> Friday. My upset um, Yes, do that again for the alert. There you go. Friday, we have number 10 North Carolina, who is a five-and-a-half-point favorite at Virginia Tech. Haley, I know yeah. you're high on the Tar Heels. Listen, they averaged over 40 points last year. Sam Howell is right now a, fi a, a finalist for the Heisman. He's the most established quarterback in college football. Virginia Tech was Will terrible. Meme. Hmm? He's the Will Smith meme. He's the Will Smith. What is that? Am the I Will old? Smith meme where Will Smith is on – um, you know, his, his iconic show there and he's standing in their living room. Oh, and there's nothing of, there. A fresh prince. Yeah. And there's nothing around him. That's, that's Sam Howell right now. Well, Haley, the, I think Vegas probably agrees with you then with the Will Smith meme, because they're only a five and a half point favor for one of I those know, that offenses. Me. So I think Vegas feels the same way I do. I have to see what Sam, Howell, who the hell is Sam Howell handing the ball off to and who is he throwing it to? I don't know if Virginia Tech is that good of a team, but I'm just saying, it's going to turn into a night game. It's a 5 o'clock kick. Sandman at VTech, Blacksburg. I don't this, – this smells very dangerous territory for UNC. So that's who I'm putting on my board first. I just – the quick. only reason why I will disagree with you is because I think in games like this, ultimately, the, the better team is just going to come out victorious. Do I think this game has a chance to be ugly? Yes. But I think a team that just has, at least in the past few years, more structure, more consistency. Mac Brown as your head coach, still Sam Howell under center. Like they just have too many things still going right for them for me to think that Virginia Tech is going to edge them in this one. However, that five and a half point bet is very intriguing for mm -hmm. me. I don't know that you take that. I don't know. You do not. Um, it, yeah. You did mention one of the X factors right there. And I have to say, with all due, due respect, Miss Haley, I have vast experience in this. Mac Brown. This is a game that Mac Brown loves to lose. He loves to lose this game. <laughs> Let me tell you a lot about of this. PTSD he coming loves at you to guys. lose. I'm telling you, listen, that's why they're on upset alert. That's why I put them there because I know this game. I've seen this game in my my past years. So are you are you saying like this is a type of game where they lose this one? Everyone's like, oh, we're out on UNC, yes, and then they yes. like have to climb their way yes. from the bottom to the top. Yes, and and Mac Brown just likes to make you work for it. Look, the Vegas boys know, and the Vegas boys are feeling my my they're feeling my upset. I'm not saying they're gonna get upset like you. Like I, I think North Carolina does win this football game, but they're on alert. Right. All right so moving on to Saturday, right. big action. 11 a.m. We have number two Oklahoma versus Tulane. Tulane at Oklahoma. I think we all know how that one is going to go. Uh, it's just more about yeah. how many points can Spencer Rattler uh, have in that game. It's not even necessarily points. It's how many quarters do we actually expect to see him? That is a very good point. Probably just three. Uh, but the big one again, Big Ten. Gee, I was even going to say two. Two? It could, it, could, it could. Well, come on. Going through the hurricane, we don't have to run him out of the stadium just yet. Uh, but number 19, Penn State at number 12, Wisconsin. This is also a game where Wisconsin is favored by five and a half. Now, this game is super intriguing. So Wisconsin is favored despite being the unranked team. No, no, no. They're number 12. They're number 12. Penn State is oh, number okay. 19. Oh, okay. Yes. There we go. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Um, no, that would have been strange. 
This game is at Camp Randall. Look, we don't know anything really about this Penn State team and how they're going to rebound because this was the biggest head scratcher last year. They started but I will say that I do remember I do remember Penn State, yes, 0-5, but then they finished strong. Yes, they did. So what team are we getting, Haley? I mean, we're returning a lot right. of the same people. Uh, uh, Jahan uh, Dotson is one of the best wide receivers in college football. Sean Clifford right. has to improve, but – even though we're returning that, what, are we getting uh, Hyde or Jekyll? I don't know what's going to happen. 0-5 right. was the worst start in program history at Penn State. Uh, that cannot happen right now. I mean, this we is got, the toughest test out of We got several laughs out of it. We got several laughs. <laughs> we you did. Know, it was crazy. Because it, it was just remarkable. It was like, wow, they just keep losing. And it was like by the hair of their chinny-chin-chins. Yeah, there were close they games. Too. You know, first yeah. with Indiana, then with Ohio State. And it just – yes. It was crazy. Um, I, I think. I on mean, the flip James side, Franklin has to know that he's on the hot seat, though. Like he he needs to perform. It's different to have a losing season. It's different to start yes. that way. Uh, on the right. flip side, though, this is also a Wisconsin team that we don't know what we're getting because we saw a flash of what they were going to be, which shocked both you and I, is that they threw the football with a kid named Graham yes. Mertz, and he threw it a lot, and he threw it really well, and he's back before they all got shut down because they all went to a frat party and got COVID. So Wisconsin is loaded. As far as the offensive line, we know they have a stable of running backs. We know they can do that. But then they're right. bringing out the ball. This could be a Wisconsin team that might have a shot to dethrone Ohio State, and we're going to figure out week one. Right. And, I mean, they're in a prime position to do that, being at number 12. They are – that is a very juicy spot to be in to start the season, um, especially when there's so much uncertainty above you because the thing that Wisconsin does have going for them as we mentioned is the fact that they do have Graham Mertz they have a secure quarterback position um, and we saw you know the highest heights of what Wisconsin could do you and I were both very excited about that game they were it a fun team to watch and it was even more fun to have the thought that someone might be coming for Ohio State um, so who knows but I definitely think this one's going to be intriguing on both fronts, you know, we will learn a lot about these two programs yes. in this game. This is going to tell us so much. You know how most games you end up, you know, depending on the result, you learn more about one team versus the other or yeah. you or in the end result one way or another. But I think this one is going to end up saying a lot about both teams in the direction they're going to go for the rest of the season. Absolutely. And I think, it, it, you know, sometimes week one, everybody likes to get over their skis, right? Like that's the best thing about week one is hyperbole. It's like, oh, it's over. Oh, my God, they're the best. But this one right here, Penn State has to come out strong. Wisconsin right. wants to replicate. I think this is going to be the game of the day, honestly. I know that's crazy to say about a Big Ten football game, but as far as being competitive in uh, the maybe fast start, I think it might be a game of the time slot. It is the game of the time slot. How about that? It's not going to be the game of the day on Saturday. Come I on, think Tyler. it has, from quality standpoint, I think it has a chance to be. I'm just saying it. I'm going to no. throw that out there. When you have an Alabama, Miami, even I would take Indiana, Iowa over this game well we haven't gotten to those yet we're about to so at 2 30 okay that's why i'm clarifying that you meant time slot we have number one alabama who's a 19 yep. and a half point favorite versus number 14 miami that's going to be in atlanta at the georgia dome you know miami was a lot of fun to watch last year dear king somewhat lived up to the hype he was very entertaining to watch they showed us flashes Haley, but they also showed us that they weren't ready and big blowout losses to Clemson and getting they gave up 60 points to North Carolina. So they could be better uh, with Manny Diaz back uh, another time around. But, Haley, it's Alabama. Bryce Young is I mean, going to be throwing to John right. Mechie and, and Slade Bolden. We have a, possibly three running backs on the roster that are going to go pro. Alabama smokes teams 
in these non-conference yes. matchups game one. So that's why I don't think this is going to be entertaining. I think it's going to be a boat race. I think it will be as entertaining of a game has been in recent history simply because of the change at the quarterback position and quite frankly just the turnover of last year's team to this year's team. We know that it's not going to be like a 2019 to 2020 LSU type turnover situation um, because it's Saban, but there is going to be a lot of turnover. You still have a freshman that's going to be getting those reps under center so you know and it's his first collegiate game he's had a lot of attention a lot of eyeballs on him like you can just expect mistakes um and so it's going to kind of be who ends up winning the turnover battle is going to be key in this one because miami in those big games were very turnover prone who's going to make the least the let like who's going to make the least amount of mistakes pretty much is i think who's going to come out victorious in this one and you know, Miami has a lot riding on this. And even to the point, I'm kind of sad that we ha- do not have this video prepared for the people. But oh, the, if, you oh not seen, if you have not seen this no. um, diss track that a Miami fan put out about Alabama, just go ahead and head over to at the Coach Coops Twitter profile. I promise you do not want to miss out on this diss track that a Miami fan um put together I, I can't wait to watch that because i totally did when you sent it that i watched five <laughs> second listen i'm gonna make some enemies right now i don't care miami fans are the worst and the weirdest <laughs> people though that's a that, it's just a weird fan base it's miami no, what do you expect it's not it's as music cool. no it was cool in the early 2000s but the people that are miami yes. fans now are super strange are people that were cool into the 2000s. Yes. Um, <laughs> so that's going to be the 230 kick. Listen, even with everything you just said, I think we all still know what's up. 19 and a half points, even for the young freshmen. Um, I mean, it is a good point to make that, like, Mac Jones 19 and a half. Job. The fact, okay, the fact that Alabama on a neutral field mm-hmm. is a 19 and a half point favorite over a highly ranked mm-hmm. Miami team mm-hmm. and just going to back to the top and Ohio State is only 14 points over Minnesota that's Vegas knows something they do they must they must 19 um, and a half points though no way absolutely no way I think I, I'm telling you I think it's a blowout Alabama's never I think, failed to produce I mean game. but they're coming off okay but we're also coming off of an Alabama team that broke records for the amount of points they scored last season i get that you know so like like i get that that's kind of maybe where like vegas is coming from that's where people are expecting but like this truly is a different offense not saying that alabama doesn't have players that you just turn key but you know 19 and a half they also don't have steve sarkeesian anymore who those quarterbacks you you talked about at the top with Jalen tua uh and mac jones those were his boys maybe it's that they were who knows uh, this one, a barn burner of a game, ladies and gentlemen. Let me sell you and let me present to you number 17, Indiana, versus <laughs> number 18, Iowa. Iowa is a three-point favorite at home. Um, <laughs> this, I mean, I don't. I guess the only people watching this game are going to be you and I and people who are Hoosiers and uh, uh, Hawkeye fans. This you is, know I have a weird soft spot for you Indiana. You have okay? a soft spot for the penis man. The penis man is back, Michael Penix. One of the most electrifying players all year long last year before he got injured. He was in that infamous, you know, stretching out play against yep. uh, Penn State. He's back with a lot of the starters. Um, 
hopes are high for this team. They could be another eight-win team again. Uh, I'm actually kind of surprised that Vegas is giving Iowa the points at home. I think that's just it. You know, their um, their rankings are too close. You're just going to give the three to the home team. That I mean, that that makes sense to me. It, it makes sense to me, but it's all. I also I also say on top of that, uh, it's dumb. It's dumb. And because let's be honest, how many people, if you're in the chat or Tyler asking you, how many Iowa games did you watch last year? <laughs> Out of all six. <laughs> Oh my god! I oh my god! I can actually almost... no. I'm just gonna pick your brain right now because I don't even know if I can name one player on oh, the Iowa Hawkeyes shit. roster. Okay, well they had that big bastard at quarterback. He was like six nine, <laughs> corn fed boy, St- Stanky Stankowitz. I can't remember his name. They had him. He's gone. <laughs> I can recall almost a. If you name me another team, I could recall a game of theirs. I don't think I watched one Iowa game last year. I don't. That's think how I, I feel did. too. I don't think I did either. I don't even, I couldn't even remember anyone. I'm currently looking, oh I Googled God. Iowa I mean, football Kirk roster. Ferentz is there. I know he's there. He's always going to be there. He's there. Spencer, a guy named Spencer Petras, who Google doesn't even give a headshot to. <laughs> um, that's who their quarterback is, in case you're wondering. Um, I promise we do. Uh, Tyler and I do our research, and we really we do, do know what we're talking about when it comes to college football. Like, if you've listened to the show last season, you know I love my stats. You know I love really diving and digging in. But I just learned in this moment that Iowa is not one of those teams that I dig deep into. I wrote in my notes, I do not break down Iowa because I can't because it puts me to sleep. So I did not break <laughs> down Iowa. Um, any other team, though, we got you. Every other team, Haley and I got really you covered on. Just not – not Iowa. So yeah, y'all tune into that one to see how it goes. This one I know you're itching to talk about. I actually don't think it's going to be an upset, but I might put them on upset alert. Uh, the other 230 game that is going to be very interesting to see is number 23, Louisiana at number 22, or excuse me, 21, Texas. Texas is an eight point favorite, but that line actually was higher earlier in the week. So I don't know if Vegas liked the Longhorns picking Hudson Card, the true uh, redshirt freshman, uh, over Casey Thompson, who was the veteran who had a uh, an amazing performance against Colorado, but then again, I tell people it was Colorado. Um, so this is a very interesting game but for it's people. it's still Louisiana. It is still Louisiana. However, I, I mean, you and I were very high on this Louisiana team, and other people should be too. Back-to-back 10-win seasons, Haley, as you know. They beat mm-hmm. Iowa State at home last year in convincing fashion. It wasn't like a lucky game. They beat Iowa State. Right. This whole team basically that returns. One? That was week one. That's right. So this is a very dangerous game. I think it's a very competitive game, especially looking at the Longhorns. I think you're trying to just hype this game up in the off chance that Texas loses this game. No, I'm just, I'm just calling. I'm not hyping this game up at all. I honestly don't care. Um, Low expectations this year for me. The only thing I care about is that we have a Bijan Robinson. And that's the only thing I want. I was going to say he's, he's the big reason why I just don't see Texas slipping, get, letting this one get past them. I don't. Yeah. I don't think so either. I think it's going to be a very competitive game. So does Vegas with it only being an eight point uh, right. for Texas, but we'll see. That, uh, that does intrigue me that they gave the nod to a Richard freshman over Casey, because it almost kind of, to me says that they're fully in, look at me freezing again. Okay. Um, they're in, more of a rebuild mode, which Texas fans probably don't want to hear because you've been rebuilding for the past 10 years. But it that kind of, to me, says Stark likes his guy and that's who he wants to work around, that's who he wants to build around. And Casey just didn't show him enough 
to you know be the guy this season and because if Casey really was light years ahead of Hudson then there's an argument to be made that it's like hey let's try and go get as many wins as we can this season with this kid that's you know checking all the boxes for us but clearly that's not the case so Texas is already in hey, let's just move forward with this redshirt freshman. And listen, like we talked about with those quarterbacks that Sark has already coached, including going back to his days with Matt Leiner, I ain't going to argue with the guy. So you you choose your guy. You know, it's funny, Haley, I think at least with the state of Texas, because we can't get into our rivalry because we both, you know, we just can't go Rule number five of the show. Um, We'll we'll do it at the end of the show. Um, I do think there are a lot of similarities. I know it's a different playing field, but between – what A&M has and what Texas has and two young quarterbacks, obviously Haynes King, who you and I both talked about, and I asked you of like, who's going to get that job? And it kind of seems yeah. like everybody knew it was going to be him, but him beating out uh, uh, Caldera, who was the, who is the veteran. Calzada, you're Calzada, close. sorry, whatever. I don't pay that much attention, but I do know that he was an upperclassman and yeah. it seems that the same thing is like, there's those kids you just couldn't keep off the field and just right. having to see and both of them coming in, filling the shoes of both a Kellen Mond and a Sam Ellinger in the state of Texas, that's a massive deal. I mean, since you set me up, we weren't going to talk about A&M playing Kent State. But, you know, since you kind of set me up here, I will say to that that Jimbo did say this week that, you know, Haynes King and Zach Calzada were neck and neck. It wasn't like one was, like, clearly taking a lead, that both of them were doing the right things. Both of them are similar style quarterbacks. But at the end of the day, it was the plays that you can't teach is why Haynes King ended up getting the nod. And a lot of these guys are super juiced up to have him. I mean, that's expected. You're going to have the guys rally behind the person that was just named your starter. They're not going to be like, yeah, we should have. We thought it was should have been the other guy. Um, but they are very optimistic about what he can do. Um, even like your boy, Leon O'Neal, uh, came out and said, you know, he's even made moves on him in practice that shocked him because his speed is very deceptive. Um, so would you, could you please pick another person uh, that doesn't shock me that, that Leon got beat on a play. Sorry. That, that Anyways, kid, man. moving on to the six o'clock time. Yes. The six o'clock time. I, I will say to add it back on, on a Texas side that that's why I said those two kids are similar because that's the reports coming out of UT too, is that everybody loved Casey Thompson, but they could see the juice with Hudson. They yeah. could see the talent yeah. there. So I'm excited for both these young kids to, to see what they bring. Um, all right, big game, obviously. Number three, Clemson. Number five, Georgia. Bank of America in Charlotte for the Duke Mayo Classic Do we think at that o'clock. this game is more hype than it's worth? Yes, it is. Vegas likes Clemson by three and a half. I do think this is hype. I think if you – look, you and I are kind of, I think, both on the same page with Georgia and have been for a while. We were confused, but I know it was injury-related with JT Daniels last year because he clearly, clearly made that offense go, which isn't much of an offense to begin with. But kind of like you were talking about with Alabama, I don't think people truly understand how Clemson is Alabama in terms of talent. And when you go back, uh, it's funny because you talked about 2018. I look at this Clemson defensive front that is – almost eerily similar to the national championship team just a few years ago with Brian Breesey, Xavier Thomas, Miles uh, uh, Murphy, KJ Henry right there. That defensive line is arguably the best in college football. And by the way, I didn't even know this, and this is it. This is why they're winning the game. James Skalski is back. I thought he left Haley. He's been playing there for like 10 fucking years now. (laughs) He's never going to leave. It's unbelievable. So now that he's back in the fold, 
I got to give the nod to the Tigers in this one. I look at their defense being so unbelievably good. And then, of course, Haley on the offensive side, tell us about our boy DJU. Yeah, you know, he is as talented as they come. He's going to go right in. We got to see a lot of flashes of him last season. People are very excited about him. The hype is real. Um, one of my good friends, Anna Connolly, she covers high school football in Southern California, and she has just been telling me that even his former high school team, like they don't even compare players to him because he's incomparable. Uh, that's just kind of the reputation that he has, and Clemson should be really excited about this guy moving forward, and that's kind of a scary thing because I almost feel people are more excited about him than they were even about Trevor Lawrence. Like this has Deshaun Watson type swag, type excitement. Um, you know, you got to respect Trevor Lawrence for the intangibles that he had. But to me, he was never flashy. I think you get that flashback with DJ. And I think, yeah. And and not to mention just, Justin Ross is coming back this right. season, which is great news. And that's, you know, right there, having a guy like him, having such a dynamic playmaker to be the guy. Look at that freeze. I was like, Anyways, I hope someone's been screenshotting every time I froze. That would be quite hey, hilarious. You got those pearly um, whites, though, so it works out you well. You know. Uh, but anyways, yes, Justin Justin Ross is back. Uh, big, big, big-time guy for them. So. Absolutely. I think that's the X factor. I think that's somebody right. people are going to be watching that game and be like, oh, shit, I forgot about him. Yeah, you did. Because he was arguably last year before that scary neck injury maybe the right. best wide receiver in college football. And then what we got to see last year, I think still one of the games of the year, obviously, at, le at least for me, shouldn't say obviously, maybe it was, you know, maybe it was Indiana, Iowa for somebody in Iowa, which I apologize to anybody from Iowa who's watching this show. I did not know that you guys had internet. DJU's performance, <laughs> sorry, DJU's performance at Notre Dame was for the record books. Like literally, like Notre Dame gave up the most passing yards they've ever given up in school history to a true freshman filling in for a legend. And despite Clemson oh, losing that game. Those, that game just irks my skin. It makes me my skin crawl still. Notre was, Dame had no business no, winning that they game. They did not. But and they did not lose because of DJ. Uh, he was right. on. So to see that poise going into that, be like, yeah, I can do this and just torch right. them. The ACC should be terrified about what this kid's about to bring. Which, by the way, with Justin Ross, another player I like, uh, want people to watch during this game. We'll see how much playing time he gets. Will Shipley, because we're talking about Trevor okay. Lawrence gone. Travis yep. Etienne was one of the best running backs we've seen in a long time. Will okay. Shipley, that guy, is turning heads on campus and can be something spectacular. And if you're a Georgia fan on the other side, Haley, it's kind of the reverse. We, we know your defense is good. Your front seven has been the right. story. Your identity. What are you going to do on offense that's going to wow me? JT Daniels obviously is a massive upgrade, but like that team. Who, still who does he have to throw the ball to? They don't. Have, they don't have the skill position players that they used to. They just don't. Right. So, right. and I think that's going to ultimately hinder them. You can have it's. It's just like we talked about with um, UNC. You know, you can have such a talented guy under center, but that's only going to get you so far. Look what, truthfully, look what Alabama has done year after year after year, even prior to the three guys that we've talked about repeatedly tonight. Prior to that, it was a plug-and-play system because the skill guys were so talented. So it's kind of like, Georgia, that's just the piece that you are still missing. It should be the reverse. Saban, Saban is amazing in that, right? Because, like, the rest of the country is only going for, like, those – 
those those Johnny Manziel's, those Vince Youngs. And Nick Saban's like, right. I'm going to make the quarterback position useless. I'm going to go win a national yes. championship with Greg McElroy. Like, <laughs> oh, shade at Greg. Greg would admit it too. He's, he's a I gr- was I was funny. more so thinking, what was I'm blanking the quarterback that they had that was very robotic. Uh, they had that, Coker. Like, they had uh, some guy named. D- that's they had Jags. They had Jags at quarterback. To your point, because the skill position players around them were so freaking good. Right. And right. it's the same with Bryce Young this year. He's fine. So. I get that Vegas puts us at three and a half because it's a you know it's a big game it's the first game but I honestly think this is a mismatch. I don't think that Georgia. I mean, I, it might be not that high scoring, but Georgia's not going to be able to score on Clemson in my opinion. I'm going right. to be shocked if they put up more than 21 points. Yeah. So there's your take. We both like Clemson. Um, but there's two before we wrap. There's two other games, people, that are yes. worth being on your radar hey, this week. I I told you, Haley. I have another team. I'm putting on upset alert. We're not done yet. We're not. We ain't done yet. We ain't done okay. yet. All right, go ahead. Oh, is LSU and UCLA? That is one of them. There's another one. It's on Sunday, but we can break down that one because are you feeling some vibes that the Tigers could be in trouble? So I was impressed with UCLA. I can't believe that those words are coming out of my mouth, but like the ground game was the story versus Hawaii. You know, yes, they won 40, 44 to 10, but they outgained Hawaii on the ground 244 yards to 26. It's crazy. Like, that's just absurd. I mean, UCLA does need to improve on third down. They were only four of 12 on their third down. And then penalties. I feel like every time I watch this UCLA team, they are just burdened with penalties. And it was the same story in this one. They had seven penalties for 85 yards. They averaged seven penalties per game last season. I mean, get your ish together, guys, if you want to come out here and beat them Tigers. It's been crazy to see Chip Kelly, whose team at Oregon was like, I mean, they were like a mercenary army stepping in line. They were like the Spartan wall at 300. Like everybody was in sync. It has been weird to see this UCLA thing just not work out the same way. Um, But it is going to be. But they're like somehow finally putting the pieces together. Offensively, yes. And you talk about that run game. Everybody likes to think of Oregon back with Chip Kelly as being this team that aired it out on all these trick plays. No, they were a run first offense. Um, I mean, they got Zach Charbonnet, who was a solid back from Michigan, transferred. He's originally from Los Angeles, so, you know, came home. Uh, he's going to be doing things for them this season. They've had flashes of success, but now I mean, they're putting it together. Out. And for that LSU team, this is a little bit of a weird week. You know, we got to be in Houston because right. of Hurricane Ida. Um you know, that you never want to have those little things just kind of screw up your schedule, right? Like, as you have that routine. But the Tigers have a ton of weight on their shoulders this year. They have to rebound. We've talked about it. They have all the talent in the world. I'm excited to see what LSU brings um, right. to the table. So that'll be an interesting game. Of course, the backdrop will be beautiful because it's at UCLA. It's in the Rose Bowl. But here's the game right here. Here's where I think – Hold on, hold on. I have one you more have thing one to more? say about LSU. Okay. It's just – I think this game is going to tell us a lot more about LSU than UCLA, even if UCLA gets the win, or especially if UCLA gets the win. Because UCLA had win, UCLA, anyway. yeah, because, well, had UCLA had a close game with Hawaii coming into this one, I would have been like, all right, like, whatever. It's going to be a week one game for LSU. It'll probably be close. It'll probably be ugly. But UCLA, I mean, but LSU will get the win. If UCLA comes in and takes care of business, yes. 
LSU has a lot going against them, but this game is going to tell us a lot, and it's actually a very intriguing one. It is because the pressure's all on LSU, like you're like you're talking right. about right now. Like it's on them to figure it out. Like uh, they need the style points. We got to know what's up with them. Um, super interesting and see how that game goes. They still still have Derek Stingley Jr., who's still yep. one of the best players in college football. Yeah, he can't do it on his own. All right, can I talk about speaking, the game? Speaking, speaking of Haley, teams wanna... that need, speaking of teams that need to have a lot of style points here. Okay, we're are we, get, we getting to it. Yeah, that was my transition. Yeah, me. okay, sorry, I'm I'm too excited. I should have let you finish. I apologize. I'm gonna take a timeout. You talk. Oh no, that was my transition for you. Have okay. at it. Notre Dame, Florida State, ladies and gentlemen, do Haley, do your do your sound. The, I am putting Notre Dame on upset alerts. Oh, I thought you were putting uh, LSU on there also. No. I was skittish about LSU, but I think they got the juice. I don't. I think UCLA's... You can't pull the trigger? I can't pull the trigger, but I am pulling the trigger hard on Notre Dame, Florida State. I might even have the gall to just say that Florida State wins this game. No, you know what? Damn it, put LSU on that board. I'm pulling the trigger. Fine. It's been pulled. Do, you have to do the... You have to do the those are our three oh, teams. On upset alert. You can see it. There we go. There we go. Somebody screenshot that. Those are our three teams on upset alert. UNC, Notre Dame, and LSU. I'll buy I'll buy LSU because yeah, I'm with you. I don't know. It could be screwy. Could be a screwy game. Notre Dame, though, out of out of everybody in the top ten, we talked about this last week, Haley. What I can't remember the stat that you brought up, but there is at least one team every year in the top ten that does what? That ends up not being in the top 10 by the end of the season. If I look at Actually, everybody. Actually, not even top 25. Yeah. They're unranked. I look at Notre Dame. I, I I know they still have a lot of the pieces there defensively. I know about Kyle Hamilton. I get it. I do not believe that Jack Cohn is going to be the guy to replace everything that Ian Book did. I thought that Ian Book gave that team their edge and led them to the playoffs. He was the guy. I don't like this Notre Dame team. I, we saw them last year, Haley, struggle in games they had no business struggling in, and they still made it to the playoffs. I do not believe in this Notre Dame team. I like Brian Kelly. I don't like this team. Seven and a half at Florida State. Florida State, obviously, is a dumpster fire of a situation with Mike Norvell, but I think they right. rebound. Number one, if uh, they have not released the QB depth chart. It is either Dor Jordan Travis or Mackenzie Milton. If Mackenzie Milton, number one, makes it back to the field, the former UCF uh, star that had the Alex Smith injury, um, yep. And if he has the Alex Smith rebound, that's going to be your tearjerker for uh, the week of like how amazing that is. I also think he can beat Notre Dame. I don't like this game for Notre Dame. I think it's a bad first trip. Vegas thinks it's going to be close, especially for a Florida State team that was god-awful last year. Haley, tell me you're on the same train. Tell me you're feeling hey, it. I am. I honestly am feeling it. I everyone loves that comeback story. Even when I heard Mackenzie Milton was getting an opportunity with Florida State, I immediately was like, wow, that is a damn good fit. That's yes. a program that needs someone to just come in and shake shit up. Yep. Um, and that's what he did. He was so electrifying. If you don't remember Mackenzie Milton, just go back and look at some of his highlights. I would not recommend looking at the play that he no. got injured on. But he was a very captivating player and if he can go to florida state and kind of revive not only his career but that program this is a team that you're gonna want to watch this kind of feels it has all the stars aligning 
um, as a way that the universe is bringing Florida State back into college football relevancy. And, you know, everything's kind of getting back into how it should be. Notre Dame just hanging around, not being super relevant. Florida State being back in national conversations as they should be. All the stars are really kind of starting to align for some normalcy in college football. And you would love it if Notre Dame fell flat. It would just I make would. your year if that I'm trying to, I'm trying to have um, you know, a clean slate with them right now. So Well, they are playing on the Lord's Day on Sunday. I don't know if that gets them extra points, but we'll find out. But I am that's out of all the teams, Haley, that I realistically I'm like, that team's gonna lose. I'm worried about UNC, I'm worried about LSU. I believe that Notre Dame is going to get upset. When I look at all the matchups, that's the one that sticks out. And I'm like, there's always one. It's going to be you. And then then there's only one game left, and it's on Monday, which is also fun because it's Louisville at Old Miss. So it's Lane Kiffin Day. Lane Kiffin gets a whole day to himself. How fun is that, Haley? I'm not going to watch that game. I might. If there's a if there's a statement for to be made by Ole Miss, that's the damn day to do it. That would be a great day to do it. So that is your top twenty five right there. Uh, breakdown for week one. A lot of good games, and you know something weird and wacky will go on. Uh, but as usual, we're you know it's kind of annoying. Sometimes we're on the same page like to a T. We actually did not argue that much tonight, which we, is pretty surprising. It is. I mean, with these breakdowns, though, I mean, this unfortunately, week one seems to be pretty chalk. I hope it's not. I hope it's chaos. Yeah. But I do agree with you that Clemson-Georgia game is more smoke than we it is We are fire. dealing with the drama queens of all sports. So something's got to happen. Something's going to happen. Maybe Louisiana will win. And then we can go back to getting another head coach at Texas. Uh, I did want to have us jump into the chat to answer some questions. So as Haley and I wrap up the show, if you guys in the chat right now want to rattle off a few questions for us that I can read on the show, we can do that before we get out of here. Um, And also, Haley, you know, last week we talked about our playoff predictions. uh, But we we never really got into the Heisman. You did say, though. Um, uh, you like the Florida State, uh, not Florida State, excuse me, Arizona State quarterback as a dark horse to potentially yep. get in there. Is there anybody else on your radar that's like, hey, you need to be watching this guy. This guy might be making some noise. It's hard to say that now, given the track record of the Heisman. Because I feel like you just don't really have those scenarios and those situations anymore. There's the way college football is set up. This is a quarterback's award. Yes, you have the anomaly here where it's like they like to be like, hey, no, we're not. We're going to give it to somebody else. We're going to give it to Devontae Um, Smith, which he rightfully deserved last year. He absolutely did, but we're not going to see another situation like that for another 50 years. So, you know, it's kind of like, okay, who are your top quarterbacks at your top schools? It's going to go to one of them. And And it's unfortunate and it's frustrating, but I think that that's kind of the situation. You know, you and I have talked about Desmond Ritter out of um, Cincinnati. I think that, you know, he maybe could do it, but he had, I mean, but you're talking, these guys have to put up big numbers. Remember people when, you know, when Johnny Manziel won the Heisman several years ago, it wasn't because A&M was one of the best teams in the country. It was because he was doing what he was doing in style while leading his team in the toughest conference in college football in their first season in the toughest conference in college football and took down a number one team. So like, if you just like go back through the resume, same thing with Devonta Smith, you can go look at the resume of what he did last season. And I mean, you have to truly stand out far and above the best. You know, you even think about Lamar Jackson. Yes, he was a quarterback, but was Louisville ever a contender? No. No. So 
it's, it's, it's kind of like letting the wind out of the sails a little bit when talking about the Heisman. Is it a, is, yeah, is it a race. popularity contest for the most popular kid on right. the most popular team, or is it really about about the play? Uh, I remember last right. year you and I were like tearing out our hair because midway through we're like, why is Devontae Smith not the leaderboard? What are we talking about with like Mac Jones? Like stop it. Yep. Stop right. it. Um, so they got it right last year, so maybe there could be somebody, you know, it'd be nice to see it go back to a running back. I'll take one of those. It could be a year that Not we have a year. defensive player. I'm still holding out hope that that's a thing one of these one of these days. Mm. But it's probably not going to be the case. Um, right. I do think out of those young quarterbacks, though, I, I am very excited to see C.J. Stroud out of Ohio State, just what everybody's been saying about him. <sighs> I know you hate that. I know you hate that, but you got to deal with it. Look, and he's going to my... put up gaudy numbers. I could throw to Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. My dislike for Ohio State and Notre Dame is just – I know, but people are getting to know you that those are the teams that you hate. I don't hate anybody. I'm just a lover of all teams, except for Nebraska. And then, like, a couple yeah. other teams, maybe, like, 20 other teams. So, minus, <laughs> like, 20 or 30 teams, I love everybody. There you go. Anyone in the chat popping anything off? Yeah, only, like, one person. So, clearly, the chat just didn't even care to listen to us. Uh, that's how UF rolls. He's, he's great. He's awesome. We were talking smack on uh, this past Saturday. He said, who is going to be the saddest fan base after week one? Well, it has to be Notre Dame. They're getting upset. Could be a Notre Dame. I think it is going to be a Notre Dame. I think there's going to be some other schools maybe that don't perform the way that they uh, wanted to. I still... Or I think depending on how bad that Clemson-Georgia score gets, Georgia could be a really fa sad fan base. I think Georgia might be a sad fan base as well. And they've been a fan base that's had to take a lot. And now the chat's getting it. Now the chat's rolling out with their questions. These freaking guys. Come <laughs> on now. But Georgia's been on the edge of it now for so long. National championship loss, SEC championship loss. They've been flirting with it forever. Their fans are just going crazy. At their end, at their wits' end. At their wits' end because Kirby Smart can't figure out how to how to run an offense. Um, right. There is another chance coming. You're going to hate this question, Haley. I already know uh, the answer to it. Well, what are the chances that Texas beats Oklahoma? That comes in from Tez Kotal. Uh, what are the chances? <laughs> you, yeah, you're gonna laugh. You're gonna laugh. I am. I'm gonna well, hit you. With, I'm funny. gonna hit you with some stats, though. That's is, funny. Is that oh, I don't man. expect Texas to stay in the top 25, but Texas has a knack for knocking off OU when Texas has a shitty year. There's nothing like it. But that's the thing is I don't think Texas is gonna have a shitty year. I do. I think that you are walking into the chapter of Texas just continuing to be mediocre. I've said it for a while now that. When they finally make the move to the SEC, they're going to be just like Missouri. You're just going to kind of be like, all right, whatever, you exist. And that's and that's just kind of how they're going to roll. I don't by any means expect them to be mediocre. I give them anywhere between 8 and 10 wins. 10 wins for Texas? Haley, you're crazy. I love it. I love it. I think that's awesome. But they're in the Big 12. They're in the Big 12. Whatever, kid. Oklahoma's going to go to the playoffs, by the way. Their their schedule is yes. so soft. It's the softest that's schedule why, in the country. That's why, like, yes. Yes. Like, I no. think the chances of Texas beating OU yeah, are about as good as they are every year. I have no idea what team shows up at the Cotton right. Bowl. Maybe they win, maybe they lose. No clue. They ain't going to beat them right. twice, though. Uh, we have another question coming in. Who are the prospective teams for the national championship game? That comes in from Ruby. What do you got there, Haley? Oh, Natty. We picked our final, our top four. We did, but we didn't pick the Natty. Week. 
I don't even remember my top four, honestly. I know I had A&M. I had Oklahoma, Clemson, A&M, and Cincinnati. So based on that, let's go A&M, OU, national championship. I would take that. That that would be fun. I hate – I don't want to say what I'm about to say, but I really just look at it. I don't see another option. I think it's Alabama, Clemson, round fucking seven or eight again. I just think it is. Mm -mm. I know. I know you hate that. I don't want it to be that either, but, like, I'm done with it now, but – I honestly think in the ACC outside of – just even with North Carolina, but North Carolina losing what they did, who the hell is going to be Clemson in that Right, conference? but I mean, at a certain point, I feel like that has to be taken into consideration. What about – no, I don't think that conference is weak in that regard. That's not what I'm saying. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Well, you're just full of it, Missy. That's crazy talk. <laughs> That's crazy talk. There's good teams in I the I am ACC. trying to put different energy into the world. No. And it's an energy that it's not Alabama and Clemson. Dude, I am right there with you. I do not want that. I would love to see some new blood in there. That would be awesome. I mean, honestly, I would even take A&M and Clemson. I know Clemson. I didn't pick Clemson for my top four because I would love to see a Cincinnati get in there. And that's just me being optimistic. But like A&M Clemson would be entertaining. A couple years ago in College Station, even the following year, um in at clemson like both times anim and clemson have played it's been competitive fun football so i wouldn't mind that i would i think that would suck um (laughs) i would actually the only team i want to see in there is bama and i want somebody who says we want bama but i don't want that to be ohio state i don't want that to happen if texas a&m wins a national championship prior to texas coming to the sec I mean, that's dope. I don't care. I already won one, and it was the greatest game of all time, and it'll never be beat again. So, like, I'm fine. I'm sitting with the natty in my uh, lifetime. I hope you get to experience that. I've got to see, which, see one. Speaking of which, I saw uh, Matt Leiner call out um, Vince Young on Twitter for still remembering the play of – he was like, bro, come on, admit it. Your knee was down. Yeah, we were still going to score and win. Everyone knows. Everyone, Everyone knows, knows that we were going to score on that drive anyway. We nobody, don't know that. Nobody could stop Vince Young. Nobody. We don't know that. That's the reason why he's that. on his shirt. He almost put up 500 Mac, total yards Mac of Jones. offense. That's Mac Jones. From sitting here, that looks like that Mac looks Jones. Like, no, you can't tell I mean, me that doesn't look like Mac Jones. If it was Mac Jones, he'd be fatter. It looks I'm like sorry, Mac Jones Mac. walking away. <laughs> Mac, That Mac Jones thing is absolutely crazy. we got some more here. Um or somebody wants me to put a bet on the Texas OU game, I'm not going to put money on that. I'll put money on other real games. Uh, and maybe not real games, but we could do like, you know, maybe maybe bad Tyler shows up, Haley. Oh. This is bad oh, Tyler that oh, shows up. Oh, If things are going Dang bad. Tyler. Like if Texas and Texas A&M ever play and, I lo- and we lose to A&M, this is who will be on the show is this guy. I'm not going to show Oh, up. wow. Show Look at that. Tyler. Um, Look so at that. We have, let's see. No, that's all the questions we got. Good job, guys. Two questions. I shouldn't right. talk shit about our fans because they're wonderful. Um, but I think that's going to wrap it up for uh, episode number two, Haley. I'm excited to see what happens this weekend. Yeah, thanks for everyone joining us and continuing on this journey with us next time. Hopefully my Wi-Fi is better. I will have a more interesting background. I might be wearing the same shirt, but we will be the same old Haley and Tyler. Yes, we will. Uh, It was fun talking with you today, my friend. I look forward to uh, doing it next week. And I think uh, we're going to do another watch party this Saturday. I haven't chosen the game yet, but Haley, if you want to stop by, I know you're a very busy, very talented person. You got other things that you got going on. But if you want to stop by on Saturday uh, to uh, for all our 
viewers and if you're listening on uh, Spotify or iTunes or watching us on YouTube, we do watch parties on Twitch on Saturdays where we watch the game while you're watching it. You watch us. We comment all that good stuff. So uh, we'll let you know. And even feel free, feel free to tweet at us. Let us know if there's a specific game you would want that watch party to be. That's that's probably what I should have said, right? I should just ask. I'm the social media person. It's fine. I'm not. I know. (laughs) Thank you for filling in that role. Um, all right, we're going to get out of here. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Haley, you're the best. Appreciate it. Yep. We will see y'all same time next week. Later. Thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.